You still haven't figured out what riding waves is all about, have you? It's a state of mind. It's that place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. You don't know it yet, but you got it. It's right there. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll. Everybody freeze! Nobody move! Keep your hands up and your eyes down! We are the ex-presidents! FBI! Freeze! Special Agent John Utah, day number one in L.A. Welcome aboard. You want to nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. That's Bodhi. They call him the Bodhisattva. You want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Sure trust tomorrow. Next day outside the latest. Everything moves in cycles. So twice a century, the ocean lets us know just how small we really are. It's the ultimate rush. There's nothing that comes close to it. Not even sex. Johnny has his own demons. Don't you, Johnny? The ex-presidents are surfers. Feel what the wave is doing. Then accept its energy, get in sync, and then charge with it. You two have produced exactly squat, during which time the ex-presidents have robbed two more banks. I can't describe what I'm feeling. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. Go! Hey, give me a fucking break. I am gone. When you shoot, you don't miss. Don't fire! After you, Alphonse! Fear causes hesitation. Hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. No! Are you getting too goddamn close to this surfing guru buddy of yours? Adios, amigo! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Be Kind, Please Rewind, a 90s movie podcast. Editor's note. We were going to do Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead as our first mini-sode. However, it became a lackluster episode. We decided to wait for Point Break. So in the intro, you're going to hear that this is the second mini-sode that we've done, while in reality, it's the first that we're publishing. So without further ado, enjoy our first mini-sode of Point Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Be Kind, Please Rewind, a 90s movie podcast. This is mini-sode number two. We're here talking Point Break. I'm Chris. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric. And we have three hosts again. We're back, we're back we're, baby. We're, our, our hosts are growing exponentially while our <laughs> listeners are staying stagnant. <laughs> it's okay. As long, as long as we have one person listening, I'm here. As long as we're having fun, I'm here. I really feel like this should be the first mini-sode because the original mini-sode was maybe not worthy especially compared when especially when compared to a movie of this caliber especially since kevin didn't rewatch the last movie before we did the mini-sode well you know don't tell it don't tell the secrets bro that's how we make the magic happen point break 1991 this is the epitome of 90s movies. This is why this is one of those movies why we're doing this podcast. Absolutely. And it wasn't even in the top 3 of a month. Yeah, it, this this came in at number 4, which was offensive to me. <laughs> it's one of those movies that never built up steam until later on when it became another cult classic. Well, that's the thing. It's a cult classic like Yeah, I don't the, know. At the about utmost, that. it absolutely is because this movie is not like a great movie in the sense of like 
oh like what a what, what a great film it's a great movie in the sense of like this is fun to watch it's exciting it's not the best acting in the world but it's just it grips you in and it's it's that kind of like i love this movie it's not a this is the, the critics definitely hated this movie i watched this movie start to finish for this and you know it's not something that you normally do because i've seen point break so many times i can't count so it's usually just generally background noise you catch one of your favorite scenes and then you go do whatever it is that you were doing this movie it it is cheesy at times, but it's not a cheesy movie. Like it's actually a good movie. Great movie, but you got Keanu just on his come up. He just came off of you know Bill and Ted. He's still making a name for himself. He's still not a great actor yet. He you can obviously tell he's outshined by Swayze, but it, it's just a great movie to watch. And then you just throw in the Buse, just doing the Buse things, and he's just <laughs> Buse. <laughs> He, he's insane. <laughs> he's insane. The way he jumps into the pool, it just describes him the as pool, a person. The, the way he does everything. <laughs> oh, he says, welcome to SeaWorld, and then screams Yahoo and jumps yeah. in the pool. <laughs> but like, like he doesn't he... just jump in the pool. He literally does like a, like a flail. Like... <laughs> it's like he already gave up on acting at that point. He's like, I'm just going to do this. I'm good. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Chris. I was just going to say, there's no way the director said, this is how I want you to jump in the pool. No. That was completely Busey's decision. This is how it's going to be done. She a thousand percent lost control of Busey the second he stepped on on, on screen. <laughs> he signed up for this movie and he said, "You don't know what you've done." <laughs> <laughs> so, like even the opening scene where, well, not the opening opening scene, but the 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 second I guess scene where uh, John cool. McKinley the is ushering uh, Keanu around. Yeah, the, uh, I have the a lot new to precinct s- or whatever. I have a lot to say about that whole little scene. But first of all, you skipped over the opening scene where Keanu's going through the training, and I don't know. That's when I'm hooked in this movie. Like immediately, it's just him going through this gunfight obstacle course, whatever you want to call that. Right. And it was fantastic. And then they're they're doing the cutbacks to guys surfing, just yes. random people surfing. And, Hook, gun, line, and sinker. Guns and surfing. What else do you need? If you watch that opening scene too, Keanu hits every every single like um, bullseye. He's sharp. He's right on, which I think leads to a point later on this in the movie where you know he misses on purpose. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I don't know if it's true for Point Break, but I know for the the John Wick series, he actually went into like legit legit gunfighting training so that everything on camera would look like real. And apparently, he became a like a like an official marksman. In nice. training for John Wick. So I don't know if he did that for this also, but I read that very Keanu, man. He studies and trains for every movie he's in. I read that he, when he got this role, he immediately fucked off to Hawaii to learn how to surf. That's awesome. But also <laughs> like, what a great job that you can go fuck off to Hawaii. Like as yeah, part of your my job. research. Yeah. I'm doing research. I got to smoke weed and surf to fit this role. <laughs> <laughs> and shoot guns. It sounds like a great time. I need two years to prepare. (laughs) (laughs) But back to the ushering. So John McKinley, of course, he plays Dr. Cox on Scrubs. Yeah, I love him in Scrubs. Yes, he's great in Scrubs. So John McKinley's ushering him through. And then you just get, in the first five minutes, the worst line in this whole movie. He's talking to, you know what I'm going at. He's talking about like all the the new recruits. You're all young, dumb, and full of cum. He's he's like, I don't Key line of the movie. I don't understand the term blue flame special. He says it, and then and then what's his Busey says it 
not five minutes later. Like, I don't know what that means. What's a blue flame special? Well, you know no what we idea. have in front of us? <laughs> Google. Google. i to figure and this out. This movie is jam-packed. Like, when, when we do quotable lines, like, I don't know if we're going to have to spend an hour because it's jam-packed with quotable lines. Which is what makes movies called classics because you can't get them out of your head. Whether you know what's happening in the movie or not, you know each line, you know all these one-liners, and you use them on a daily basis. So yes. a Blue Flame special is an ignorant, oversexed youth, especially a male. Son, you're a regular Blue Flame special. Young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> I love what called he called that. I love when he's like, uh, he's telling them all the things he wants to do. And Keanu's like, sir, I take the skin off chicken. And then he sneaks off and grabs a donut. And uh, right love away, the... it piss, pisses his boss off. He's like, like immediately. Because I love these things. <laughs> and then that's when he gets the, you're a real blue flame special, aren't you, son? <laughs> uh, but Keanu's attitude there doesn't, that's the thing though. Like his attitude there doesn't fit him the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, he's kind of like so serious about being like the best FBI agent he can be. But there he's just saying Defiant. fuck off to his boss. Like, yeah. like fully in his face. <laughs> well, he, do, he does that the whole time to, to <laughs> the boss, but you're, only to the boss. You're right. You're right. But like, like exactly. It's only to the boss. All right. The introduction of uh, Busey, obviously amazing. We talked about it for a second here. He's blindfolded. He's got, <laughs> he's got the blindfold and he's talking to Keanu about how some young quarterback punk is good. They made him his partner and he can't believe in Keanu's like the shit they pull, huh? He's like, yeah. And then he's introduced by the third guy that it's hey. his new partner. <laughs> it's good. It's like nothing happens. He's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, he's like Pappas. He's like punk quarterback punk. It doesn't even throw Busey off though. He just keeps going with it. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, that's like, I'm talking about you. He's good to go. All right, so let let's get into let's have some direction here. We got to do the uh, the traditional things that we do. So, Keanu Reeves is Johnny Utah, maybe one of the best names ever given a, a person in a movie role. Uh, Patrick Swayze is Bodie. Gary Busey is Pappas. Laurie Petty. Is Tyler? I gotta stop for a second and once again talk Lori about Petty, bro. Lori Petty. I, I grovel at her feet in this movie. She's fantastic. Yeah, but have you seen what she's become? No, yeah. <laughs> well, what she is now is different. Orange but... is the new black. I or couldn't he... believe that was but, her. Man. But what else was she in? Like the only other thing I can think of is uh, Tank Girl in the army was... now. <laughs> well, Tank Girl came out shortly after this, and it was just like a bomb. Tank Girl, she was in Tank Girl, and then she was in... What's the other big one that she's in? Not in the army now. There was one more that I know her for. League of Their Own. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. She had a, actually, she had a pretty decent role. No, it was she, plays the, she plays Dottie's sister, right? Yeah. yeah. She Look, I like her as an actress, and she was... I remember being attracted to her when I had seen this movie when I was probably 12 years old or whatever it was. But whatever she turned into now, I've just... I feel bad for her. <laughs> I mean, she's still a successful actress. I mean, Orange is the New Black was really big, but uh, it's a big guy. She looks, she looks weathered. She doesn't even look like the same person. No. She looks like she aged. Like She is put, 58 like years vinegar. old. I mean, <laughs> she, 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 she so is Keanu in... Reeves, bro. He looks great. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves sold his soul to the devil, so he wouldn't age. Everybody knows that. And it look, he looks great. 
She aged in dog years. Brutal. All right. Anyway, uh, there's there's a you got a couple other guys in here. You got um, the guys from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers are in here, and I guess that's really it. I guess that's it, right? That's Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you already mentioned John McKinley, and you know he's just a serviceable character actor. He's not going to give you bring bring much to the table in a movie. uh, He's really really good at yelling. I've Everyone. never seen him be another person other than this, and he's the same guy in Scrubs. He's yeah. the same Scrubs, guy. he just yells and is miserable all the time. But he's very good, very good at being condescending and sarcastic. He's the best. <laughs> all right, so we don't need to go into detail on on Keanu or Swayze's uh, or even Busey. Busey really. no. We talked about Lori IMDb. Petty. Yeah. I think we're good to go there. Directed by Catherine Bigelow, who has come up several times in this podcast already. And yeah. when she came up the first time, we were like, oh, she directed Point Break. We love her. She's amazing. But after this, like later on, she did Zero Dark Thirty. And she did The Hurt Locker. Like The Hurt Locker won. Didn't that win the Academy Award for Best Picture? You won a lot of awards, actually. You'd have to look it up. But she killed it on The Hurt Locker. And, and uh, I think we were just talking about it. She was married to James Cameron, who, you know, it's James Cameron. I read, I read when I was doing some research on this that they rewrote this script, her and James Cameron together. And because of some problem with the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, that uh, they couldn't be credited with that. Yeah, I think I found it hard to find James Cameron in the credits. I only found him spoken about in like, you know, in in research, but not like officially. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know what the reasoning is behind that. I like these SAG words are so these uh, SAG rules are so weird. Remember when we figured out why people go uncredited? Like, that's crazy, too. So a while back, Eric, you weren't here. We were talking about. So when a, when a person goes uncredited in a movie, the reason is, is because if they go credited, they have to take their minimum salary, according to the SAG. So they have to go uncredited to try and save the movie money. Yeah. So people generally do that as a favor. Yeah. So I wanted to do something different because what are we going to do? We're going to sit here and talk about our favorite scenes, which we're going to do anyway. But I thought for something fun, I'm going to hit you guys. I wrote down, I don't know, eight or ten trivia questions to see how well you two actually know Point Break. Let's do it. So so we can't we can't we don't have buzzers or anything sophisticated. So just raise a hand and I'll I'll be the judge and see who raises. No, we have the hand raise feature in in our Zoom. It'll be the first one to put the thumb, the raise hand. So go to reactions. See, I raised my hand. Oh, like a thumbs up or something? Oh, okay. No, go right. to reactions. That, that works. It says raise hand. That oh, works. raise hand. Son of a gun. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. What shirt are you wearing, by the way, bro? Hall and Oates. He always wears this shirt. It's like his favorite shirt. How? All right. So here we go. First question. How old does Johnny Utah tell the kid at the surf shop he is? No idea. No fucking no clue, bro. I'm going to go with. Because I know the kid says you're too old to surf after he tells him, but I don't know. He's 30. Chris, you have a guess? 27. 25. No points awarded. Who did Johnny Utah play football for? Ohio State Buckeyes. I had my hand up first, you loser. Chris, sorry. I got excited. You forgot forgot the rules. It It is the Ohio State Buckeyes. What was his number? Oh, man. I know it. I just can't find the reaction button. There you go. It was number nine. 
Okay, number Eric got number nine. So uh, one and one. We're gonna physically raise our hand now because I can't pay attention to the screen. Uh, what what team did he play against in the Rose Bowl in which his knee quote folded about ninety degrees the wrong way? Chris? USC. Good job, Chris. <laughs> how many banks have the dead presidents robbed in how many years? I can't remember the exact number, but I remember saying, my God, that's a lot of banks. And it was like 25 in like three years or something, or 29 in three years. Like, they're so close. They're trying to get to 30. I know that much. Like they're like 30 and done. Like that's the big number, right? 27 banks in. I was going to say 28. Yeah. 27 banks in three years. And they're trying what, to get to 30. That was the whole thing. What presidential masks do the dead presidents wear? Chris. Nixon. Bush. Reagan, LBJ. You're close. Uh, Eric? And Carter. Oh, it yeah. is Carter. Damn it. And, and Carter instead of who? Who was wrong? LBJ. Oh, instead of LBJ. No, don't listen oh. to Chris. He doesn't know everything. So Nixon was definitely there. Yep. It was Bush. That's who it was instead of. Bush wasn't there because Bush, yeah, no Bush. Bush, Bush, Bush was Bush. Bush was all the. It was the last five. Pre, it was the last five presidents that until the movie. What name does Pappas give to the fake dog he's looking for before the raid? These are such in-depth questions. Nobody. Time out. It's Scooby. And lastly, and most importantly, when it's time for lunch, what does Pappas ask Utah to get him? I got Eric. It. Oh, it's a um. You did a timeout. No, meatball subs two. Utah, there. give me two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and job. a lemonade. And a lemonade. That's right. And speaking about Utah giving me two, so tell for, the story. Yeah, for those tell of the you, whole story. The whole story. I mean, there's not really that much of a story. So me and Kevin used to work on a Snapple truck. Kevin owned the Snapple route actually, and I was hired to work for him. It was a very low salary. I, I hate him still to this day for the salary he gave me. But so, but regardless, we'd be on the truck. And every time we had to load up the, the hand truck with whatever number of cases, anytime we got really excited, anytime it was two cases of anything, because it would just be, yo, how many peach? Utah. And that was just two. <laughs> that was it. Whenever you needed two of something, it was a Utah. Utah. Oh, good. Uh, Once again, why is this a cult classic? You use it in everyday life. All right. So let's let's hit some classic scenes. What's your favorite scene? Let's do let's actually do the categories. Favorite scene. To hit my favorite scene, like best scene, favorite scene. Like no. how do you pick a favorite scene in this movie? Because there's at least three that I want to say. I, I'm going with the when they raid the uh the first group of surfers house. Yeah. The uh, ones with the red hot chili pepper band members. Yeah. Because right. that and whole the shootout was just so out of control. Yeah. It's just perfectly an, the most perfect action scene I've ever seen. There's tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition just flying about. Busey is using that naked, that chick at the door as a human shield. A, <laughs> there's a naked chick in a shower who comes running out. She beats the shit out of Johnny Utah, stabs somebody else, gets thrown across the room. There's a guy who shoots his own foot. Like I said, the naked chick stabbing the FBI agent. Utah's <laughs> tackling a guy out of a window. There's a lawnmower being used to get rid of a knife. And then Tom <laughs> Tom Sizemore shows up randomly and he's as, trying to put, as a narc. Yeah, but you're forgetting the part where the guy then tries to put Utah's face into the, the mower. And how do we stop the mower? Of course, Busey, what's he going to do? He shoots the lawnmower. And then perfectly, he says, perfectly. 
Th- then he uses the line, speak into the microphone, squid brain. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. But that was a crazy scene, actually, when his face is pretty damn close to that lawnmower. Yeah, it was intense. The whole but, scene was yeah. intense. But Busey shoots it. Like, yeah, one shot. Yeah, yeah. Like, right next to right next to his head. That's the point. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. I'll get it. <laughs> he he knew exactly knows exactly where to shoot a lawnmower engine to get it to stop. Or just didn't care. Was just like ah, shoot it. Let's see what happens. I'm, I'm busy. He's a sword. <laughs> All right, Eric. What's your favorite scene? I, I, I'm torn. I'm going to say the night surfing scene, man. I really like the night surfing scene. You know, they all pull their cars up. They're at the middle of a party and all of a sudden it's like, we got to go. And everyone just picks up. They park all the cars in line. Keanu's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's so good. And he actually catches a great, great, his first really big wave with everyone there watching. Kind of makes him kind of in at that point. It's how he kind of gets in with the it's boys. Like, it's a moment of like, I don't know what the word is. It's like this culmination of like spirituality. Like it just, yeah. it, it has this like really like, like it draws you into the movie. It's it, it's like, I think it's such an amazing scene because it's not just about action at that moment. It's about like really just being part of this whole surfing world. And like being someone who's never stepped on a surfboard. Like I felt that like, okay, he's finally making that connection to these other guys. He stands up. He's like, I'm surfing. I'm surfing. I'm doing it. I he's think got, if I'm not mistaken, he, he's side by side with Swayze. I think Swayze yeah. gets up on the same wave with him, right? Yeah. yeah, they keep on panning back and forth to each other. What about you, Kev? That was a solid pick, by the way, Eric. Solid pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This isn't necessarily my favorite scene because my favorite scene, albeit very short, entails my favorite quote. So I'll have to choose another. So it's not getting the sub. <laughs> No, but it is. But it, I, I gotta, I gotta save that for later. I guess my favorite scene is the second, the 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 first time they chase him, after they they're on the little stakeout, they're getting the subs, and then they he's like, "What? Do, did you see the Lincoln pull up?" He's like, "What Lincoln?" And then you know they end up going on the car chase. They burn the car with the the um the gas pump. It's like using it at the gas pump as a flamethrower. That was really dope. He's running in the mask. Uh, in the Reagan mask, they run through the alleyway. Those shots were cool. He throws the dog at him. <laughs> that was unbelievable. It's a reasonable weapon. And then, and then he jumps down the whatever that is, the reservoir, and he blows his knee out again. And then he does the cheesy, shoots the gun in the air uh, out of frustration. Yeah, screams here. But that's a great moment. I'm sorry, it might yeah, be cheesy. A, great moment. Yeah, yeah. It's I love it. Is so, that the, is that the same spot where? Terminator. Terminator takes place. You think? Well, those aqueducts are everywhere in California, and they're pretty much a staple in any movie filmed in California. So it, it could be, but they're yeah. everywhere. Never been to Cali. I wouldn't know. I also read since we're doing trivia topics. I read that the beach scene with the football, where they get introduced to Utah, is the same beach scene. They the same beach that they shot uh, Karate Kid in the original. All right. Can we talk about that scene too for a second? Because I love that. The karate kid scene? No. (laughs) The crane kick? Johnny. Just that football scene. That football scene's always amazing. First of all, they're out there running real plays. Like, who does that? Number two, they're going under center, which is just fucking ludicrous. (laughs) Is that a football term? Like, they're putting their hands underneath his. Cross. Yeah, they actually have somebody snapping the ball. You don't do that when you're playing pickup football. You do you do shotgun 
Oh, yeah, these guys are hardcore, bro. Don't you know well, that's the whole point well, of the movie? Just, they do everything to the extreme. But you they, snap it to yourself. Right. Or they're legit out there tackling, blocking, and running like it's the goddamn Super Bowl. And it's also <laughs> like three on three. There are no <laughs> clearly outlined like end zones or, or no, there's no out of bounds. There's no there's no end zones. They're just the yeah, somebody will catch the ball and just declare it a touchdown at any random point. <laughs> I like the, fe- the the famous scene or the, the most known scene where Johnny Utah tackles him into the water. And the first gets scene, mad. they're like, yeah, but in the first scene, they're like in the middle of the beach. Then it clips, and then all of a sudden, they're like in the water, and he tackles. I'm like, oh, it was totally unnecessary, bro. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're, th- they're throwing elbows and like yeah. headshots. Full like on it's- contact, beyond contact. <laughs> They're they're blocking. There's an O line, a D line, and yet there's only six people playing. But the tackle into the water was way beyond, way beyond. That's too much, too yeah, much. Yeah. And then he gets the explanation of who he is. And I'm surprised. I still find it surprising that all of these surfers are addicted to college football. Yeah, that's kind of strange. But it's USC though. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Like USC is a big deal. No, apparently so is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, Johnny Utah, all conference. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You're gonna go pro? I should have recognized you. But first of all, all conference, like who just knows like all conference football player? Like they're not that like all American would be a big deal. Like, why not make him an all American? All right, so those are some best scenes. Let's I have a worse scene. Do you guys have a worse scene? I have yeah. a couple. Yeah, I, yeah, I have of course. A few. All right, so Eric, go first. Okay, so my worst scenes are the culmination of him blowing his undercoverness as an undercover agent. Every time he comes out of nowhere, he's like, Stop, I'm an FBI agent. Well, you're still undercover, bro. <laughs> he starts chasing him down the street after the, you know, that's the Cadillac scene. And then he goes on that first raid and he's in total street. He's like, You're just backup. And the next scene, he's totally in there. Everyone knows who he is. He, the worst scenes kind of, you know, the fact of the matter is those scenes are nothing without Keanu Reeves in them. You're not going to want to watch just Busey in those scenes, but they kind of derail the whole undercover cop storyline. That's the only, every time those scenes happen, I'm like, you just blew your cover, bro. Yeah. That's why they're my worst scenes. Okay, Chris. Uh, I didn't like it when they were going around collecting the hair samples. I love that. I thought it was funny, but I also thought it was just like, it's like this comic relief that I didn't feel like fit the movie. I don't know. I I just saved your life, bro. Yeah. (laughs) He's a a gnarly sucker or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, I that's that's fine. I like that scene. I thought I thought that was actually a good scene. All right. So so my worst scene in. I got another one, but go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. We'll do a different one for you. I also don't like when Brody becomes a ninja when he's saving him. Like he could have just like helped him out and like just had a regular street fight, but instead he's throwing like these like like head I love that scene kicks. because as soon as he no, kicked that guy in the face, I screamed Roadhouse. Been... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been such a better scene if it was just a straight up street fight, not hey, he's a ninja too. No, Sways is always kicking people, bro. Sways kicks yeah. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, bro. I, I was so excited when I saw him kick that guy. Uh, so my worst scene is the scene where they're going to work the drop car and Busey's like, he's jaded because he's been doing this for forever and Keanu Reeves trying to get him to like get motivated, try and figure this thing out. And then they're having the argument and Keanu's like, 
maybe you should retire. You know, get a part-time security job. Tell nom stories. And then Busey's response is, hey, I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were shitting in your hand and wiping it on your face. First off, what reference is that? That's not a reference. Like that, nobody's ever said that before. So no. I don't know. Is he trying to say when you were a baby or like when you weren't in the war and you were just at home, like not supporting the war? Like, I don't really understand that reference. And the then is that he was just a kid. He was a baby yeah. and he was out there, you know, in the army. Right. Well, we so, all, you two have babies. I have children. I don't, not once have they ever shit in their hand and wiped it on their face. I will say that a better uh, reference literal. would have been. A better reference would have been when you were a baby and your mom was still wiping your ass or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So then I'm going to agree with that line because then you're, unless you're going to go talk about it, then he starts yelling at his face. Yeah, no, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's Busey's line is terrible, but not the worst line. Keanu Reeves' response is, Are you mad? Good and mad. And Busey keeps on yelling, Yeah, what are you going to do about it? He's like, Feels good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive. And he's like, Yeah, well, maybe since you're not in the grave just yet, you could tell me about this theory of yours and we could go get these guys. He's doing like all like the Keanu, like huffing thing. Like he's trying to fire you up and it's not working. Yeah. He's not very good at being mad. He's no, he's just got to be chill, Keanu. That's it. That's what I need. I need Zen Keanu. I don't need fake angry Keanu anyway all right, I agree with that scene. one I agree with that scene that scene definitely didn't fit I also yes. I don't know it's not that any of these scenes were bad that I'm about to bring up but it's just like once they pick Keanu up from the girl's house and like they know that he's an FBI agent like I like everything that happens but it just isn't as good as the rest of the movie I don't know like I like yeah. the whole parachuting scene I like everything else like i like them catching up with him in in australia or new zealand wherever it was well the very end is great but i just it's not as good as the rest of the movie no the movie i feel like it falls off a cliff after exactly what you said after they realize he's fbi until the very last scene like i even forgot that Busey gets it in the end like i forgot he died too like spoiler i I never forgot that But I'll agree with you, uh, Chris, because I think it's because you're like, the whole time you're like, what's going on? They know, they know, and and they're they keep kind of going on like it's they nobody's talking about it, like the elephant in the room. But I think that kind of throws off what's happening in the movie because yeah. you're just like, they know what's why is he just pretending they don't know? And then I one thing we didn't touch on was the dead presidents, maybe the best bank robbers of all time, super efficient. But also the presidents weren't dead; that they were pretending to be no they weren't called the dead president they're called the ex-presidents oh, oh sorry. that's why okay well may may if, if if thank you eric because apparently i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about yeah but the <laughs> so anyway the ex-presidents the the efficiency right well-oiled machine yeah never go to the vault yeah and they go and the dye guy. packs removing the dye packs from the from the uh from the drawers I no. wonder if there was well, copycats. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know why that's a big deal to you. I just feel like they they're an underrated like as far as maybe like a heist team in in nineties movies, they're underrated. Well, I they, feel like they, they might should be, be top five. They might be the best bank robbers ever to be on the big screen. Yes. There we go. <laughs> that, that's all I wanted from you. Kevin wanted you know, someone had to agree with him. Yes. They were the best. <laughs> all right. So who's who's the best role? Oh, that's hard. Busey, man. Busey. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just um, love everything he does. In this Busey's movie. great. 
You can't have this movie without Keanu. No, you can't. But I love Busey. And, and I say, I say it's the Swayze. I think he was totally in his element there. You have now, Keanu's on the come up. Swayze was just totally easy breezy Bodie, man. It was totally I, in there. Can I make a prediction? I think okay. this is Kevin's favorite role as well, because this is the only movie that he likes the Swayze in. He hates Swayze in every other movie. I don't hate. I don't hate Swayze. It's just I've never really been like enamored with him. He's great in this movie, but I give this. I give the best role to Keanu. Who's yeah, your worst man. role? Go ahead, Chris. I want some pressure on me. My worst role. My worst role is it's, it's the it's, boss. It's gonna, John yeah, McGinley. That's it. It's my worst role. Totally nice. agree with you. He yelled the entire movie. He was pissed off. It didn't matter for what no was happening. Reason. He was just he was pissed. mad. He was mad. Like you walked no in reason. my office. I'm pissed. I'm throwing shit. Yeah, no, he's the he's the angry cop boss. He's yeah. the it's the oldest trope there is. Yeah. Every every cop boss has to be mad. Can I tell you though? Well, we're about to get to it, but when we get to best lines, there is a best line thrown in his direction. He can, can have the best line and still have the worst role, bro. No, he, I, doesn't, he doesn't have the best line. He has the best line thrown at him. So now get go right into it. What are the be- what's your best line? So right. it's it's right after they did the night surf and then they get the the whole issue with the they bust up the 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 DEA's drawn out investigation and he's they're getting yelled at by McKinley. And he's like, "Do you have anything to say to yourself uh, to say for yourself, Utah?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I caught my first tube today." <laughs> <laughs> that was a That's good one. That's what does I, I'll throw I'll throw one out that everyone probably forgot because it's at the very end when when Keanu gives the via con Dios. I have that. Love he, it. Even, he says it wrong though, like via con Dios. That's <laughs> uh, just He's, his accent. Yeah, it's his surfer boy accent. Surfer stone accent. <laughs> uh, my favorite line, I think, once again, just a Keanu line is the um, they're in the back of the car. They're about to make him be part of the robbery, and they don't have a mask for him. He's like, oh, I am an FBI agent. And the other guy's like, I know. Isn't it wild? <laughs> I just love so that because it's just the way – it's the delivery. It's Keanu. He's so passionate. I have the most 90s line in the whole movie. Which is? They only live to get radical. They'll never understand <laughs> the spiritual side. <laughs> yeah. radicals definitely were not used after the uh, 90s i'm pretty sure the, i like i like the kid in uh in the surf store when he's like uh what does he say he tells him that he's too old in in, in a roundabout way and then he's like i'm 25 he's like yeah that's what i'm saying stick with it it's never too late to, it's never too late <laughs> never to too late and he's like hope, hope you stick with it surfing's the source man surfing is the source uh the other line i had was um the skydiving scene right before they jump out. You're about to jump out of a perfectly good plane. How do you feel about that? It's a good line. If you ever jumped out of an airplane, you are jumping out of a perfectly good airplane for just the <laughs> thrill of it. Never have, never will. I yep. did. It was awesome, man. I do it again. So the, the the best line in the entire movie is the exchange between Pappas and Utah when it's 1030 in the morning. He's reading the funnies. I can't... I. I don't understand how a grown man he's dying laughing reading like Clifford or something. He can't. Oh, well, Calvin Ho- Calvin Hobbs was still in the paper back then, bro. All right. Well, he looks he looks up from the paper. He's like, "It's time for lunch." <laughs> and Utah's like, "Angelo, it's ten thirty. He's like, "Around the little corner, little sandwich shop. Make the best meatball sandwiches you ever had in your life. Give me two, and I'll eliminate." And he goes back to reading the paper. Utah gets out of the car. 
He's walking towards the the stand or whatever, and then he like oh hanging out the driver's side window to scream at Utah. He goes, Utah, give me two. Make sure <laughs> you got me two. And then he comes back. He comes back. He's eating the sandwiches. He's like, he's like, I could eat the end out of a dead rhino. Should have had you get th- me three of these things. <laughs> could you, could you imagine eating three meatball subs at ten thirty in the morning? Could it's you imagine insane. eating the ass end of a rhino? Of a dead rhino. Dead rhino. <laughs> I mean, I guess prefer dead than alive, right? <laughs> so. One of the notes I made about that scene is two subs, a tuna sandwich, a lemonade, seven bucks. Yeah, I love that. So good. Uh, now, right now, in in with this inflation, it'd be like seventy five dollars. Forty five bucks. Hold up, I paid fifty dollars for five gallons of peanut oil yesterday. Yeah, fuck what the everything. Fuck, man? Yeah, money money doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, you, toothpaste, seven hundred bucks. What? Yeah, that's just <laughs> what it you is just now. Pay it, dude. Just pay it. <laughs> yeah. I got some tidbits, you know, some research I did on this movie that I thought was pretty cool. All right, check it. Um, so prior to this movie, Keanu Reeves spent two months learning to surf, and Swayze didn't have to because Swayze already surfed. Obviously, of course Swayze. he did. Swayze He's Swayze. Also, Swayze was a pretty talented uh skydiver he did all 55 jumps for the movie keanu did zero really yep he's not he's not he's not truly radical keanu was still just on the come up you know then he gets into these other movies in the future and he spends years studying kung fu for the matrix and stuff like that but uh yeah he didn't jump out of nothing (laughs) dude i'm not gonna lie i lost a little respect for keanu just now can we talk about how so Utah's whole cover story, if this happens today, does not hold up for even a second. Why is that? Because as soon as they recognize him and they say, oh, you're Johnny Utah, all they do is go to his IMDb page and see, <laughs> oh, you're not, not IMDb. Is- you mean Google search. They would be looking right. at his movie credits. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Wikipedia. So, so what yeah. they do is they go to his IMDb page and realize – Wait, hold on a second. We're all in a movie. None of this matters. <laughs> is this Spaceballs all of a sudden? The movie comes out before it comes out? When will this be now? Narrative fast forward. Soon. <laughs> when will then be now? All right. I meant to say Wikipedia. Yeah, I like it better when they go to his well, IMDb that's, page. That's the biggest hole in the movie, though, Chris. You're 100% right. Why would a really apparently a famous football star become an FBI undercover agent and use no. his real name. Well, that's the problem. They didn't even change it. Like the thing was, you used to be kind of famous. Like, why would you use your real name if you're going undercover? Right, well, because he's now you a can lawyer. Be like, no, I'm not Johnny Utah. His, his cover like is him, he's yeah. now a lawyer. That's true. I guess it doesn't matter. What are you, what what difference but does today, it make what he was? I'm just saying today. I think they would know. I think well, well obviously this movie was in '91. I think it plays out better that they know who he is because who the hell is gonna think that ex football player Johnny Utah is now an FBI agent that's undercover tracking them? Like that seems absurd. It is actually they do work it into how that and kind of how he also gets in after the night serving scene. He 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 gets his wave and then you know they're about to fight him. And they're like, no, 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 he's Johnny Utah, yeah, and this whole, he's in. This whole movie is coherent. Like, I, I, all right. So I love this movie, right? And I, it's cheesy at times. So I, again, I lack the ability to tell whether or not this is a good or a bad movie. I, to me, it's a great movie. No, no, it's a great movie, bro. It's great. But it's it's 
if if you're gonna talk shit about it, it's a coherent movie with a, a reasonable plot line through the entire thing. Like I gotta it be makes honest, I sense. take back I take back my previous statement. This is a good movie. Oh, this is a very you didn't like this movie, good, bro. No, no, he no, was no, trying no. to make the point that it's a shit movie that we love. Right. But I, I oh, think I'm no, wrong. no. I think I'm wrong. You can nitpick on the acting a little bit. But a lot. All in all, it's yeah, all right, a lot. But it's all in all a good movie. It's fun. And you have to remember, back in the early 90s, this was the first introduction, if I'm not mistaken, to extreme sports, surfing, skydiving. This was exciting. This was adrenaline. Yo, I will also- got people, you know. This was a Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah, right. Let's talk about the scene, though, when Tyler finds out that he was lying and she pulls the gun on him and, like, she right before- Bro, that scene was awesome. That was the most well acted scene in the entire movie, and it yeah, was all was it was all her. Like she held that whole scene, and it was awesome. She's a good actress. Yeah, you know she did well. All right, did I miss anything? Um, how about the fact that after you know, let's go to the end of this movie. <laughs> you know, we kind of skip forward. I guess it's been a couple months, years. He's been looking for Bodie. He keep missing him. He missed him in here. He missed him there. How the fact that he's an accessory to murder and robbery, and yet he's still an FBI agent? He was undercover. You could do whatever you Not want. Not only, oh, they, 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 he was about he, he was, was being brought downtown, and then no, instead no, of no. being brought downtown to be arrested by Pappas, he, he goes off to the airport and gets Pappas killed. There's no way in hell they'd also be like, "All right, you're back on this case. <laughs> you can travel around the world and do whatever the hell you want." He's Keanu. I, it's Keanu. Bro, oh, right, Mr. Reeves. This... We're just gonna look beyond this, and uh, you can go. Bro, you have you have the most successful bank robbers in the history of the United States, and they're also surfers. <laughs> that is <laughs> a one. That is a plot flaw, though, that I never really <laughs> thought thought about. They just completely dropped the idea of him being arrested, and it was like, all right, forget it. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. gone. I guess we can't ever arrest him. Then he's he's gone. <laughs> They didn't forget that. They, they, they put him back on the case. They're like, and they got backup. He's got backup. He's got no, helicopters. Because what you don't realize is the FBI doesn't do international law. So he was actually at that point, he was working for Interpol. And that's why he was able to get back on the case. Oh, all right. Thanks for you and filling in those holes this. with things the movie yeah. didn't explain to us. <laughs> he, he got back in. He becomes Interpol and then quits again. All right. Bro, I love this movie. Who doesn't love this movie? I mean, I guess somebody no. doesn't love this movie. But There's plenty of people that don't love this movie, but anyone that appreciates movies, especially people listening to this podcast that like 90s movies, you got to love this movie. All I know is I watch this movie two, maybe three times a year, and Gina watches it with me to completion Nice every single time. Nice. So that's how I know this is a good movie. If my wife will watch it, it has to be a good movie. Can we Can we touch on the fact that they remade this? Like, no, because I've never I, seen I, it, so I can't even speak to it. I watched I the first 10, 15 minutes of that movie, and I think I fell asleep. I've never seen it. I don't understand Hollywood's inability to not realize. Like, remake movies, fine. I, I'm okay with that in certain instances, but you don't realize that you had these juggernauts uh, of a star with Keanu Reeves and and Swayze, and you had a wild Busey and you had Lori Petty that was just happened to put together a really good performance to make this movie that you could re- you have to realize you could never make this movie again why try why would you do that i think the problem hollywood has is they got to latch on to those names like point break just make a different movie yeah. name it something else and don't latch on and try to make this continuation well, of a movie 
this goes to the whole thing, right? So right now they're switching James Bond, the next James Bond movie, like 007 is going to be a woman, right? And Daniel better be 008 or nine, better not be 007 again. No, but because the whole thing is that woman, did you see the new James Bond yet? No, I haven't seen any of them. I hate them. Well, a woman holds a woman holds the 007 tag right now in that movie because Bond is regardless. Whatever. That's not the point. The point is Daniel Craig said, you know, I have no issue with a female James Bond. What I have an issue with is you're not doing women any justice by giving them what's already a male role. Make them their own role that's totally that's, agree that is good that it's a good role yeah don't yeah. don't give them something that already exists make them something new that's that is good that they can have yeah. like like that it's so almost they're, like they're unoriginal they're rewriting these roles right. for women or for this person for that one just re just write a new role right write something it, new for them because it would be more what's the word empowering like, yes and more empowering like this is almost like demeaning it's like well we have to give you something that's already established in order for you it's to be pan- successful it's pandering it's not demeaning there you it's go pandering. that's yeah. the word that's the word i was looking for. there's a lot of movies they do that with just make it not a sequel or, or don't make it a rewrite make it a sequel make it a side story give them their own story don't just piggyback these great right. movies like the new Jumanji movies yeah exactly like the new Jumanji <laughs> movies. i just wanted to bother kevin all right. In closing, in closing, this is a fantastic '90s movie, and if I, you have, I want to watch it right now. Yeah, and it definitely should have been top three. I watched it today. So it should have been number one in this month. What was number one this month? I don't even. I was about to say I don't remember Who what remembers, the top three were this month. No, no, I think this was T two. Oh, okay. Well, then number two. Oh, no, accept- T2 is the number one movie of like the decade, so th- that's reasonable. I'll accept number two behind T2. What about the choice to see sway the choice to see Charlie Sheen in a fucking slapstick comedy over the sways just coming off a ghost? What about that choice? But maybe Dirty Dancing, Roadhouse, Ghost, and then Point Break. And Keanu just did Bill and Ted's and now Point Break. And I'll go see your hot shots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. You you people chose poorly. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Good night.